0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the book of Ezra, come on, let's stay right there. In the book of Ezra, chapter number three, a move of God begins to occur. And I just want to go back to verse number Three where it says, so they set up the altar on its foundations. For they were terrified because of the peoples of the land, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord. Burnt offerings morning and evening. Verse number five says. And afterward, there was a continual burnt offering also for the new moons and for all the fixed festivals of the Lord that were consecrated and from everyone who offered a freewill offering to the Lord. Verse number six says, from the first day of the seventh month, they begin to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, but the foundation of the temple had not been laid. Then they gave money to the masons and the carpenters and food and drink and oil to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the Sea of Joppa according to the permission they had from Cyrus the king. I ministered on last week of how we have to reconcile, how we have to re-engage, and how we have to pray for God to renew our strength. And as I was riding on yesterday, I began to hear the Lord minister to me, and He began to minister to me and He began to say, America just went back to church. Don't just go back to church in this season. Don't make the mistake of just going back and going back to just do what you think you should be doing. But here in this text here, thank you, Jaira, you can take your seats. I'm just going to go right into the word of the Lord on today. Many times when we go through situations in our life, we go through things in our life. After we get through the issue, after we get through the, the financial issue, after we get through the, 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 the issue of sickness or infirmity, whatever it might be, we have to be careful that we just don't go back to doing what we were doing before something happened in our life. There has to be an intentional move of God. <clears throat> and an intentional place where we desire to go back to restore what was lost, what was broken. Two years ago, can we just be honest, a pandemic hit our nation and we lost our ability to worship as a family. Come on, can we just talk about this? For two years now, we have lost our ability to worship effectively together in public worship corporate worship yes the virtual worship worked and so many things happened and and people's lives were saved and and ministries grew but 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 when we look at 2022 can i ask the question are we coming back doing the same thing without looking for any results <laughs> Are we just coming back into the church to just do what we thought we were going to do two years as if we're going to make up for the time that we lost? We can see here in the the book of Ezra in chapter number three, they were coming back from exile, from Babylon, from being there for 70 years. And we can see here that there was a thirst that there was desperation and that there was a need to restore the foundation of a broken temple. The temple that we're referring to was Solomon's Temple. If, if you guys do the study, Solomon's Temple, uh, it was built by King Solomon, and there they worship, and that was the place where God himself rested in the city of Jerusalem, in the place of the Israelites. It, it was their place. It was their Mecca. It, it, it's where they came to worship God. It's, it's where they rested in the presence of God. When they left and they were pushed into exile, the temple was torn and it was broken, it was destroyed, it was was burned to the ground. And so for 70 years, there was no temple of worship in Jerusalem. Come on now. For 70 years, come on now, for, for two years, come on now, uh, communities have lacked the presence of God because of a pandemic, be, because of different issues that have occurred. And we can see here in the text that when they leave under the permission of King Cyrus, uh, the king of Persia, he releases them to go back to Jerusalem. They had no other agenda on their mind but to go back to the old foundation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The the only agenda that they had on their mind was to go back to the God of their forefathers. Can I I parenthetically stop here today and simply say that I really believe that this generation uh, has not seen the God of my father's generation. Come on now. I, I, I believe that they have not seen the God of my generation. Come on now. The God of my generation where signs, wonders, and miracles took place in every moment that we came in. I know that people are going to say, well, the generations change, but the glory of God never changes. Come on now. The grace of God never changes. The power of God never changes. It simply increases from generation to generation. Come on, stay with me, son. Keep me there. When we look at this moment, we look at this moment here in Ezra, we can see that they did not go any other place but back to where their forefathers were. And when they arrived at this place, come on now, there was a cadence, there was a pace, there was a, there was a pulse to reestablish the presence of God. Come on now, that uh, there the, the, the was a pace And there was a cadence to reestablish the presence of God in such a way that before they laid the new foundation, they said, we've got to rebuild an altar. We've got to rebuild an altar where the presence of the Lord can go from this place. Hallelujah! Come on now. I, I, I really believe that in this season, Rock Church, that, that God is requiring us before we relay the foundation of where God is taking us, we've got to reestablish the altars of the church, the altars where the power of God can be released out into the city, but there needs to be a place where the altars are resettled again. Come on now. Uh, Say Lord will you allow us to rebuild altars where your presence can flow from here. Where your presence can go from here. I I was just thinking they could have stayed in Babylon and and, and built new altars. Uh, They could have went anywhere else but they understood that God dwelt in Jerusalem. God dealt in, he dwelt in Jerusalem and because they understood that, they went back to where the foundation had already been laid. And, and I'm simply saying that, that that I'm not just trying to say that God was better 50 years ago, that, that that God was greater 50 years ago, or 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. But what I am saying is that generations come along and they try to reestablish a God that was never before. Come on now, can I can I just be honest? Come on now. Uh, we can see here in the text that. They went back to the God of their forefathers. They they went back to the worship of their forefathers. Worship never died. Come on now. I I really believe what we do is, is we try to forget the worship of the old and we try to create new and strange fire that has never been proven, foundations that have never been laid. Come on now. Altars that have never been tried and tested. And we get into moments in our life where we begin to do something new that has never been tested or tried before. When we look at the kingdom of God and and we look here in the text, we can see that they built altars. Understanding that when they begin to build these altars, that there was going to be all types of distractions. The Bible says here in verse number three, so they set up the altar on its foundation. For they were terrified because of the peoples of the land. And they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. I want to settle right here just for the next few moments. As we come back into this corporate moment of worship, you're going to deal with and we are going to deal with the enemies of our flesh that are going to do everything that they can to distract us from rebuilding the altars of the former. Uh, Come on now, Uh, the altars that represent the sacrificial offerings that belong to God. Uh, Can can I talk to you? You, You've got to be very intentional in this season and we have to be very intentional in, in this season that we don't allow the distractions of our flesh. To separate us from rebuilding an altar of worship before the Lord. Come on now. Uh, Worship that is going to save my family. Worship that is going to deliver me out of some issues that I'm going through. Worship that's going to restore my finances. Come on now. Worship that's going to reconnect me back to my passion and back to my dream. Come on now. Uh, The altars of worship, as they begin to build the altars, uh, their enemies begin to... Come out of the woodworks. Come on now. Uh, People begin to say, you know, it's COVID now and you know you still got a social distance now and you know if you go you might get COVID and you know if you go to church you might get COVID and you know if the man of God wanna lay hands on you you might get COVID and the enemy's going to do everything that he can to stop you from coming to church but he's going to allow you to do everything outside of church so that you can do what? Avoid coming to church. I'll go to work, I'll go to the party, I'll go here, I'll go there, I'll go there but then I'll stay at home and not rebuild the altars where God can dwell in my house Come on now, I'm not talking that we don't have to be saved. That's not what I'm saying. Come on now. Uh, 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 It it seems like we've become so fearful of the presence of God that we're saying, I'll stay in my bedroom. I'll watch it online. We're in a season where I believe the Lord is opening up the door. We're going to be safe. We're going to have the protocols in place. But we've got to rebuild the altars where the presence of God can go from here. Come on now. Where the presence of God can go from this place and it can go into my house. It can go into my job. It can go into the hospitals. It can go into the crack addict centers. It it can go into the gang leaders that that are committing murder and violence. Come on now. We need an altar where the presence of the Lord can go from here into there. The presence of God they rebuilt the altars they rebuilt the altars and as they rebuilt the altars come on now they, they rebuilt this altar of worship and every day, morning and evening, they made sacrifices unto God for 70 years or so. There was no sacrifices that were offered. They understood that to create an altar, there has to be a sacrifice placed upon the altar. If we're going to reconnect, and if we're going to get into the presence of God, we cannot create altars without a sacrifice. Come on now, what do you mean, pastor, when you say you cannot create an altar of prayer and there be no sacrifice that is laid on the altar of prayer. Come on now, I I need God to do finances for me. I need God to create a healing for me. But there needs to be a sacrifice that is offered back to God. What is the sacrifice? You and I. Come on now, they offered animals as the sacrifice, but because of the finished work, come on now, I've been teaching you guys this. We worship in the New Testament out of the New Covenant, out of the finished work, so now you and I become the living sacrifice. Come on now, I'm going to lay my time on the altar. I'm going to lay my commitment on the altar. I'm going to lay my giving on the altar. I'm going to lay my talent on the altar. I'm going to sacrifice my time so that I can get what the Lord is wanting to bring out of me. But there has to be an offered sacrifice before God responds. We're worshiping, but we're not giving sacrifice. Come on now, when we, when we talk about it, come on now. There can be no true, authentic, genuine worship where there is no authentic sacrifice that is laid on the altar. Uh, come on now, every time you and I go before the presence of God, we have to understand that we must lay ourselves before the Lord. Come on now, you've got to cast down high imaginations. You've got to cast all of your care upon this altar so that the work of the Lord can be seen through your worship we can see here in the text that as they begin to worship God as they begin to worship God several things happen number one they begin to worship God in such a place in such a way that everybody commits to rebuilding the temple come on now, everybody Everybody, everybody, because of this sacrifice, because of their worship, everybody was in the same mindset. Uh, we have to understand that if we're going to build, we cannot do it divided. We cannot do it one by one. we got to do it together. We're stronger and we're better when we do it together. Come on now. We've got to worship God together. We've got to pray together. We've got to consecrate together. We've got to sacrifice sacrifice together we gotta to give together come on now we've gotta go through together they built this altar on the foundation of what had already been tested, of what already had been proven. Uh, It it had already gone through the storm, the rain, the test, and the trial, the tribulation. But when we look at generations now, they want to build altars that have no proven ground. Come on now. Uh, They have no time of testing. Uh, They don't endure. They don't last. Mama Williams, come on now. If God don't do it today, they quit on God and they start start another foundation, but we can see that God's love never changes, that the power of God that was 50 years ago is still the power of God today, but we've got to access that power by rebuilding an altar that reflects the sacrificial giving and the sacrificial offerings of the people that God wants to use to reflect his glory. If you and I... Never get to a place where we become the sacrificial lambs before God. Come on now, when we, when we think about it, if you want something to happen in your life, are you willing to make the sacrifice for it to come to pass? If you want your children to have the best education, that means that you can't work 24 hours a day and be so busy that you don't attend to your children's education. You can't just put them in the best neighborhood. You can't just take them to the best school. You can't just give them the best tutor. Your sacrifice means that you might have to take off some days. That means that you might have to go to some football games. That means that you might have to go to some parent meetings. That that means that you might have to sit down and do some homework with your children. Come on now. What this generation looks like today, let's let the teacher make the sacrifice. Let's make the football coach make the sacrifice. Let's make AAU the sacrifice. Come on now. Uh, let, let's make social media the sacrifice. But the people that really want the work to be done are sitting back saying, I'm just gonna enjoy the fruit of what? You gotta sacrifice to see that your children serve God. How do they serve God? You gotta get them to church. Come on now. You gotta make them get up and pray. You gotta make them get up and pray in the morning. You can't just leave them there. You gotta say for ask for me in my house, we will serve the Lord in this season. I, I I know it seems like the preacher's beating us up, but, but if we really want to see the power of God restored in this COVID situation, we've got to reestablish some prayer. We've got to reestablish some reverence for who God is. We've got to reestablish that the power of God has never been dismissed. It's just that we've not accessed the power to do what we need God to do in our generation. Come on now. I I said it on last week. Come on now. We can live in a city where there is no murder. Come on now. We can live in a city where there is no high school dropout. We can live in a city, come on now, where there is no divorce. We can live in a city where there is no drug overdose. We've got to establish altars that will create the sacrifice for God to respond to us. We can't just sit here and think that because I go to church and because I love God, that a move of God is going to happen. Come on now. Number one, they committed to rebuilding an altar. Number two, they not only recommitted to building an altar. Come on now. uh, They committed, come on now, to offering themselves as a sacrifice. We're going to give sacrifice in honor of who God is. Come on now. Come on now. So as we recommit, we've got to become the sacrifice come on now, I, I remember when I think about it, and, and I think about the generations of that, and as we come up on uh, one of the biggest holidays that we celebrate throughout the year, Martin Luther King, come on now, he made a sacrifice, come on now, I, I know some people say that he was a sellout and some people said that he did this, but but but, but real sacrifice says that I'll give my life so that the next generation can live. I, I'll give my life, even though my family might go through, he even though my loved ones may never understand but I'll give my life I'll lay it on the line so that you can vote so that you can stand in a line and you don't have to go around the building and go in the back of the building and eat I'll give my life so that you can ride in the front of the bus I'll give my life so that you can live life with equality and justice it's the same thing in the spiritual realm Jesus gave his life so that you and I might have life More abundantly, it was an altar that was created. Come on, now, come on, now, come on, think about it. Look at life now. Who Who in your life has made a sacrifice that you're living off of today? Come on now, when you think about it, uh, what have you done over the last month or so that your children are able to say, one day I'm gonna be able to live off of the hard work of mommy and daddy. One day I'm gonna be able to live off of their God. I'm gonna be able to live through their faith. I'm gonna be able to live through their healing. I'm gonna be able to live through their prosperity. But where there is no sacrifice, there is no legacy, generation that can prosper from the God that we serve come on now think about it think about it they recommitted to building they recommitted to offering sacrifices and then they recommitted their time come on now they recommitted to giving their time giving their time giving their time I'm reminded of how Martin Luther King and how they built the protest they 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 committed their time to understanding that when we walk out on the street we're going to be punched in the face that when we walk out on the street that dogs might be released to bite us Jesus understood that when he went to the garden and he said, Lord, let it be thy will, he understood that he was gonna taste a cup that he himself did not cause. Come on now, that's a sacrifice. Come on now, that's a sacrifice. When you put yourself in the line of fire knowing that you didn't cause it. I'm not causing the murder, I'm not causing the violence, but I'm gonna become an activist for young men to put their guns down, pick up your pants, get your hair cut, get a good job, graduate from high school, love your wife love your children, daddy go back home and restore your family again. Although my daddy was at home, I'm going to stand in the line so that I can become the sacrifice so that the next generation of African American men, Latino men all types of men can love God, can worship God can praise God. I'm sick and tired of men standing at home complaining and have no excuse but how can we be leaders and we won't honor God come on now come on now how do you allow your man to stay at home and he won't get to church how do you allow your children to sit there and not honor God but we're saying God help us when there is no sacrifice we've got to give our time come on now it's what I do every week come on now That's what I do. Baby, am I okay? Am I okay? Every week, every week, every week, my heart cries out for the men, for the men. Where are the men? Where are the men? Where are the sons of God? Where are the sons? I'm talking about men that are desperate to see violence and murder stop. Come on now. Where are we? If we're going to sacrifice, we got to give time not only time, you got to give up your talent. Come on now. God has gifted you with something, and I'm going to say it today. I want y'all to bring your children and give your children to the church. Come on now. I, I, I want you to bring your children and give them back to the church. Come on now. I want parents to stop dictating whether your child likes this church, whether they like God. It's not their problem. It's your problem to understand that they need to be in the presence of God, and they need to be using their gifts, their talents, and their time at a young age so that when adversity hits them, they'll know how to respond. I want you to bring your children next week and give them back to the church. Come on now and let Pastor put them to work. Come on now. I want you to bring your children and let them serve God. I want you to bring your children and let them honor God. I want you to bring your children and let them sit there right in the seat. Come on now. I want you to bring them into the house of God because I believe that when we bring the children back to church, that God is gonna respond. But as long as our children are out there and they're over there and they're over here, that God is not going to respond the way that he needs to. Why? Because families build communities. Come on now. The families came together. Come on now. Look at the text. They all worshipped. They all sacrificed. They all gave up their time and their talent. And then lastly here, I'm done. You got to give your money. Come on now. Uh, We can no longer be a broke church. Come on now. We can no longer be sitting where there is no money in the bank. Come on now. We can no longer sit here and allow you to just take your giving and you give it here and give it there and your church is broke and we can't feed people. We can't help people. We can't pay our people's rent. We can't send children to college. We've got to be able to sacrifice what God wants to use in our life. Time, talent, and your gifting. Come on now. Come on now, look at it. Look, everybody turn around and look around where you're sitting. Come on now. Seven years ago, Vita, we started at my table. Then we went to the basement of a convent. Then we went over to the hotel. Then we went to Chanel and blew it up for two years straight. Come on now. We did so many great things. Come on now. Uh, uh, Then we went to another building, kicked us out. We went to another hotel. Then COVID came and now we're sitting where? On a campus. Come on now. We've been praying, God give us a campus. We've been asking God give us a school. We've been asking for God to do so many things, but until we get to the place where we can rebuild and alter, where we can see the future of the next generation, we'll let it go. Come on now. I'm going to talk the truth today. School building sitting right there. Sitting right there. What y'all going to do? What you going to do? School building sitting right there. Come on now. It's sitting right there. Come on now. We've got room. We've got pules to fuel. Come on now. To feel what y'all going to do. Come on now. We've got to pay the bills. Come on. I know people are going to say, well, Graves, what are you talking about? But here in the text, it says in verse number seven, they gave money. Come on now, to the masons and the carpenters, food and drink and oil to bring cedar wood from Lebanon to the Sea of Joppa, according to the permission they had from Cyrus the king. That meant that they didn't take out no loan, that meant that the money's in the house. That meant that the carpenters in the house that meant that the teachers are in the house that that, that, that that means that the funding is in the house and we don't have to get a grant we can fund our own school it's already sitting there Rock Academy I told y'all if we could start the school your child would be able to go for free but now we're sitting here say virtual school well think about it we can change the game right now if we would just recommit and build an altar of legacy for the next generation to prosper we can change the game on East 80th in Union I know we wanted to be in the suburb but we can change the game where people will come and say how in the world did y'all do it we built an altar where we sacrificed and we consecrated and we prayed and we honored God and he heard our voice and because he heard our voice we recommitted our time our talent and our giving and we gave back into where we are growing from. Y'all hearing it? Come on, y'all hearing it? Come on now. Come on, come on. Come on, think about it. 22 days of prayer, come on, starts in another week and a half. We can't waste time. Come on now. We cannot look back. Come on now. I want you to make God your priority. I want you to make the Sunday morning worship experience your priority. Come on now. I thought about it. I I might be wrong, but 52 weeks, Out of a year, um, about 52 Sundays, 52 Sundays, baby, 52 Sundays. Can we commit to 52 Sundays? Once a week, once a week. That's not even the other stuff that we might start doing, but can we commit? Come on now, y'all. Come on, come on, I'm done. Come on, stand on your feet. Come on, come on, come on. I want y'all to stay with me. Will you commit? Can we commit, come on now, being here at 9 a.m., praying and walking around this building, come on now so that we can grow the next generation. Come on now, we have no excuse now. Come on now, the man told me, as long as you can take care of it, I have no problem. As long as you can keep it going and you begin to build something, I have no problem. But what are we going to do? Come on now, this is the best thing that we've had thus far. We thought we were gonna have Chanel, but guess what God gave us? He gave us something bigger and better, no debt. The building that you're standing in has no debt. Uh-uh, 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 that's wrong. That, that, that's, that's, that's wrong. God gave us a place that has no debt. Y'all hear what I'm saying? All we need to do is just come here. 52 Sundays. We got 50 more Sundays. And just rebuild altars. Joya, you can teach nurses right there. Carrie, you can mentor right there. Right there. Right, just look right over, just just, just turn your head and look right there. Right there. It's sitting right there. It's sitting right there. Right there. It's a school. I know people are going to say, Graves, you're you but I got to talk to them. our church. We have a grace. Come on now. We can feed people from here. Come on now. We can feed football teams. See, y'all thought I was talking about doing food giveaways. I, I want to go out. Come on now. We can go right down the street and adopt the school right down here on Broadway come on we can change the game the people in the book of Ezra changed the game because they understood that if we can get back to where God rested not where God was where God is resting if we can get back to where God is resting, come on, lift your hands. And I want you to just say, Lord, if I could just get back to where you're resting. Come on now. Uh, God is resting. Come on now. He was resting in Jerusalem, even though there was no temple, even though the doors were destroyed and the walls were destroyed. He was still resting in the foundation because the foundation, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They couldn't tear up the foundation. They destroyed the walls of your marriage, but they couldn't tear up the foundation of your love and commitment. Come on now. Uh, COVID came and destroyed your finances, but it couldn't destroy the foundation of your faith to believe that God would bring you through. Come on now. COVID interrupted your family's life where loved ones were lost and loved ones were taken, but it could not destroy the foundation of hope that when I trust in God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Come on now. Uh, When you think about it, come on now. I know COVID came. I know that it destroyed some things in your life, but it didn't destroy the foundation of the Holy Ghost. It did not destroy the the, the foundation uh, that was tested and tried and proven uh, where God said that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I know that it got hard, but it didn't destroy the foundation of joy. It didn't destroy the foundation of prosperity. It did not destroy your hope, your joy, your strength. We've got to get back to where God is resting. God, take us back to where you're resting. I want to be in a place where God is resting. I want to walk on the grace where God is resting. Where the power of God can rest. Where the power of God can rest on me. The power of God can save me. It can Heal me, it can deliver me, it can restore me, it can reconcile me. But I want to get back uh, to the place uh, where God is resting, uh, where God is living uh, the presence of God. Hey, say, say come on, say, I want to get back to that place. Come on, lift your hands and say, Restore me, God. Restore us, God. Reconcile us, God. Renew us, God. Back to the place where the glory rests. Where the glory rests. Come on, son. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your voice and say, rest on me, God. Reconcile me, God. Restore us, God. Back to a place where you rest. Where you live. Where you abide. Hey, come on. Restore. Reconcile my mind. Reconcile my marriage. Reconcile the fears of my heart, oh God. Hey. I'll do it again. I'll do it again, I'll do it again. But I need a people that'll come back and rest on the foundation where my glory abides. I'll do it again, hey. I'll do it again, hey, shake it, hey. Say it! I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Where the power of God, the power of God rest. Hey! I'll do it again. Come on, say it. Say, Lord, do it again. Lift your hands and say, do it again. Say, God, do it again. Restore. Reawaken the joy of my soul. Reawaken the dream of my heart. Reawaken the power of God. Miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. I'll do it again it again just get back and I'll do it again just get back and I'll do it again just get back and I'll do it again yeah come on I'll do it again Tracy I'll do it again Brittany Kayla, I'll do it again, just get back to the place where I rest, and I'll do it again. Just get back to the place where I rest, and I'll do it again. Worse. Haley, I'll do it again. Kramer, I'll do it again. James, I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Just get back. Marty, I'll do it again. Shira, I'll do it again. Hey. I'll do it again. The Williams, I'll do it again. Hey. I'll do it again. Lift your hands. This is the standard. Is just our minimal, reasonable atmosphere that we can offer. Come on now. There's more. I know you heard it. Come here, daughter. Come here, come here, quickly. Come on. Stand down there. Stand, stand, stand down there, right in that black tape. Black, black tape. Go back there. I know you're hurting. How could you do this to us? We don't have the answers. Look at me, daughter. Use your anger to build the next generation start a foundation. Come on. Pain when driven through worship will release destiny and purpose. Pain that is unmanaged outside of worship will produce anger and the disconnection between God and you lift your hand I want to be honest this prayer is not to take the pain away because you can't take the pain away but it's to drive you and to drive your pain into the heart of God you're bigger and you're better you're bigger and you're better you're bigger and you're better better. Stop settling. Keep moving. Conquer the mountain. (laughs) You're the glue. And sometimes when you're the glue, it's more painful to be the glue than it is to be the wood. Because without the glue, the wood falls apart. And some of us prefer to be the wood that falls apart because when you're the glue that means that you have to constantly keep the Holy Ghost in your hand and you're constantly going around I got a glue here, I got a glue here my back is hurting, I got a glue here, I got a glue it seems like the wood just don't understand will you stop deteriorating (laughs) as your bishop I know what it is to be in pain, but I have to drive my pain through worship. So, Father, in Jesus' name, hey Rabbi, I stretch my hand. Oh Rabbi, hey, hey Rabbi, I stretch my hands. 2022. Father, we love you today. We glorify your name today, Father. Hallelujah. If you want to be saved today, you want to recommit your life today, ah, Rabbi, you want to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the altar is open for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah want to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost you want to be saved today, recommit your life, the altar is open today the Lord knows your name and just like the Lord knows your name, the enemy knows your name and the reason that the enemy comes to attack is because he knows that your name has destiny and purpose attached to it And so the job of the enemy is to call you something that God doesn't call you. (laughs) The enemy wants to call you failure when God calls you great. The enemy wants to call you an idiot when God says that you are a God-like made image of me. The enemy wants to call you broke when God says that you're highly favored and blessed and you walk in prosperity, the the enemy wants to say that you'll never be nothing a day in your life when God says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The enemy always calls you something that God never designed for you to hear. That's how you know it's the enemy. When you hear the voice give up, take your life I want you to just quit on your marriage I, I want you to stop going to school I, 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 I want you to just turn around and curse somebody out I, I, I don't want you to love God and that's the enemy. the power of God says that you can come And you can lay your cares upon the altar and I'll listen, I'll walk with you, I'll talk with you, I'll tell you how much I love you even though you're disappointed. I'll tell you how much I care even when you don't understand And, and things are just going crazy in your life. God knows your name and the enemy knows your name as well. So as you lift your hands... We stretch our hands towards this family here today. Father, I thank you for the grace upon them. I thank you for the grace for Joy and Brittany. I thank you for the grace of their family. Father, that you know their name. I thank you for the grace of everyone that is standing here. You know their name their need, and the desire of their heart. But the enemy comes to kill, steal, and to destroy their connection with you. And so, Father, we plead the bloodline connection around their lives and around their mind. Come on, put your hand on your mind. Father, we walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. The counsel of the ungodly is your mind. It's your thought process. Come on now. When your mind begins to accuse God and your mind begins to question and and begin to reason with what you know God says to be true in your life. Come on. Come on. Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly thoughts of my mind. Father, cover us. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff are there to protect me, Father. You comfort me and you keep me. So, Father, in Jesus' name, rest on us. We love you. We appreciate you. If you didn't have an opportunity to give your tithe and your offering on today, and your love seat. I want you to make sure that you do that. You can see the giving right there online. Giving right there online. Text Rock Life. Text to give is right there. You can see it. Hallelujah. Come on. 22 days of prayer starting January the 17th, 7 p.m. every night. We're going and we're coming to rebuild and to restructure, to re erect the altars where God is resting he's resting right here 3547 East 80th Street I want you to join us in Jesus name I speak healing and I speak grace over your life may the blessing of the Lord be with you the power of God resting your life 50 Sundays we're going to commit to serving as a church 50 we've already did two we've got 50 more to go 50 Sundays God says can you recommit between the hours of 9 a.m. and 12 on Sundays where we're going to recommit for the legacy of the next generation it's the year of expansion affirmation manifestation and validation we love you have a great day God bless you in Jesus name amen